Tuesday night, and we have Will and Shane on here. Hey guys, how you doing? I'm doing great. All right. Well, tonight we have um, Mike Cotter, and he is going to discuss some of the fly-ins that are going on over in Michigan. And uh, uh, one of them I have been to and I absolutely loved, and I definitely will be going back to that, but we will let him explain. So, Mike, uh, the floor is yours. Tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do, everything about you. Yeah, um, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it, especially talking butt fans and fly-ins, which is a double delight because I'm not working. But um, I'm an instructor in Michigan, uh, one of the owners at Fly My PPG. And uh, we have been doing that. This is our fifth year that we've been teaching. And uh, it's been awesome. Every every year gets a little bit better. Um, it gets a little more interesting. It's, uh, you start to understand the business. You start to understand how to do it and teach what I mean by that. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. And about two years ago, I had thought that we should hold a fly-in as well and um there's a couple already that were well well established so i did want to do one but i didn't want to do it at the school um just for reasons of you know protecting your own land if you will as far as the neighbors you don't want to you know get too many people that are buzzing around your particular area that where you're basically making a livelihood so so i reached out i found a gentleman named david walters and uh he owns a RC park. As a matter of fact, uh, Terry Williamson, uh, uh, who else was there? Gosh, well, uh, Brandon McLeod, and of course, uh, Jack Rathburn and Gene Parniak. Um, we're doing the east to west run 
uh, or attempt on the state. And I did some look around and I found Walters as far as an alternative place if we wanted to land there. And sure enough, we did. And I called him the, the night before and I said, hey, it might be possible that we're going to land at your place. Would that be all right? He immediately was just so welcoming. And so we landed there and uh, turns out we had some weather delay and he just was the consummate host. And uh, as we left, um, I said, we're definitely going to be back here because the facilities have a full RC type professional layout with stands and um, each little corner spots. I mean, it's really, it's impeccably done. And it's on 300 acres in some of the most beautiful farmland that's out there. I tagged uh, one of the videos from David Wolf and uh, he was out there finding all sorts of stuff. Um, it's legal in Michigan, but that kind of stuff over fields. And I mean, it's just an amazing place. It's right, butts right up to the lake. It's uh, the lake, I don't know the exact size, but I won't say that. It's like a mile and a half long about half mile wide um we did an siv there our first year we had called chris santa croce and asked him to come out and uh help facilitate that so yeah man there's a lot of things you can do you can bring your own boat you can bring your own water skis you can um bring your own rc stuff of course and paramotors um late night turns into uh the rc tracks <laughs> for like little monster trucks that becomes the one wheel racing adventure so there's a lot to do there and uh there's a golf course that right right there on property and uh what's up kelby and uh and yeah so it's cool man so that's that fly my pp well it's walters rc and the school fly my ppg is exactly 29 miles as the crow flies east of there so yeah okay, i saw in the chat where exactly is your school located at it's nine and a half miles northwest of Lansing. Um, they say St. John's, but actually it's a little town called Riley. Um, and it is a little, little, little town. But, yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere for the most part. But okay. ten, 10 minutes from, uh, you know, Super Walmart, downtown St. John's, the mecca of St. John's. Awesome. You would love it. Actually, it's really kind of a cool little small, quaint city that um, it provides, you know, some some good entertainment and some good restaurants. And so, yeah, but for the school itself, it's literally in the middle of nowhere in cool. farm world. Let's see. Shane, do you want to ask that question? Yeah. Some guy named uh, Never Trust a Skinny Chef Shane has a question for the guest. Have you heard about uh, his cooking and why have you not tried it yet? You know that I've asked every single time I've seen you. <laughs> every single time, it's like, it's all gone. Sorry. <laughs> like, first thing in the morning, I'll see Shane out there, have a smoke, whatever. I'll walk by. I'm like, what are you cooking tonight? <laughs> he's like, dude, I got brisket here, and I got this, that, and I got this. I'm like, you got to save me a spot. And he's like, all right, man, I got gotcha. you. I'd show up. Mm -mm, gone. Dude, that was I gone six hours ago. <laughs> Good stuff. So the, the, I will save you a plate next time. I promise. You tell me you're you're there, and it's it's. I will put a a, a name plate on it for you. Yeah, I think uh, for me, flying is always the the uh, priority. <laughs> it doesn't matter anything else. Um, so if I can get to it, I'll. That's awesome. But I'm gonna fly till I till I can't. I heard that. 
<clears throat> I heard that. Is, so the, uh, go ahead, Will. Well, I was going to say that, first of all, the opening video was awesome. I mean, it was good footage there. Is that uh, is that, that the surrounding area of the fly-in? That is uh, That was at Tim Bays' house. Okay. That's actually his airport, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so wasn't that quality footage? I mean, that was amazing, right? Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> oh. Makes me really, really long for some warm weather to fly yeah. in with shorts. Yeah, that's Next true. Week next yeah. week yeah that's right it yeah. was 88 here today just so you know yeah it was rock solid ice last weekend when i was up there <laughs> i flew in houghton lake which is probably i don't know 50 75 miles south of where tim is and uh yeah it was rock solid ice but hey if if, if nuclear war struck or any kind of uh you know big natural disaster the only people who would remain would be like i don't know cockroaches and ppg pilots in northern michigan yeah <laughs> i mean you guys are a different breed it is i just can't imagine flying in that i can't believe you don't <laughs> 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 It's just, it's just incredible. I mean, I know you guys got special gear and stuff and, and uh, you take precautions and all, but that's just, it. you know what? It shows I cold at someone's all, love for the sport. No, I mean, it's really, truly, it's what you wear. Um, when I first started, I knew I was going to do this. Believe it or not, I called up Chris Santa Croce. I'd never met him or talked to him. I just knew that he had some cool stuff. A bunch of gin microfiber type um, uh what they call them speed sleeves and all this stuff. And man, that stuff is incredible. Not only it's not real bulky and stuff and it's just, you layer it up and I was hot, literally hot when it was 22 degrees out. Wow. So my biggest problem is just dexterity in the gloves. That's hard. So. Yeah. I can't fly with gloves. It just, oh. it, it interferes with the, uh, the uh, sunblock or mm. the suntan oil. Here in Florida, so gloves just don't fit very. I mean, they just don't work very well for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, who is this? Uh, this is I don't know if we've seen him before. The I fly into S star star star. Um, but that is, <laughs> oh, that is an awesome YouTube name. <laughs> so <laughs> he was one of our students, and his his call sign we called him Ifus. I fly into poop. <laughs> so at first I nicknamed I fly into poop. And then Justin said the acronym of I fly, you know, IFIS. And just kind of get that, that just the beard bald head. <laughs> that is an awesome YouTube channel name, just so you know. IFIS? IFIS. No, I fly into. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I was thinking about it as far as fly-ins and fly-ins around the country. Think about Michigan's fly-ins and how many we have and the locations that they're at. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, some of the most beautiful areas in the country. And up now at Thames at north of Torchport or Torch Lake, which is one of the most spectacular lakes in the world. Um, and then Right next to that, at Northport, that is in August. So Tim's is in May, Memorial. The Northport is usually at the end of the season, August. 
Um, in between, I don't know if uh, James and uh, Kevin are doing cold water or not. I'm, I think they are. I haven't been to the cold water one in a long time just because it doesn't coordinate with a class. We first start our school then at that time. But that was always a lot of fun, beautiful place to apply as well. And then Holland, Holland's right there, you know, southern Lake Michigan. And then the one I've got was North Inland. I mean, it's five of them. Yeah, the, the fly-in that you have um, at the Walters RC Park, now that's September 8th through the 11th in Saranac, Michigan? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's... I kind of positioned it this way. Um, Dave Purden's flying is the weekend before. And by that time, I think a lot of people are just going to fly fly in out, if you will. Um, right. I never want to turn it into a monster program. I want to have fun with it and enjoy it. And, you know, Dave has neighbors around there as well and want to make it to a point where it's not so big that it's out of hand. Yep, that's, uh, that's Tim's. Timmy Bays. Tell us about this fly-in. So, yeah. So, Tim bought this airport, um, I think, three years ago now. Um, and he's been developing it. Well, I, the attempt to buy it was about three years ago. And uh, right when he had trained with us. And um, shortly after that, he officially moved up to Torch Lake and was building and still is building his house. He's pretty close to moving in finally. But... Um, right on Torch Lake. And right across the lake is the Torchport Airport. It's been for sale for a while. It's a failed uh, community uh, subbing, subdivision type program that just didn't take off um, for obvious reasons. You know, most people that have airplanes want to be on, pay for places on the water. And uh, the airport is just off on the other side, which makes it perfect for Tim. So, once he bought it and it was approved and all that good stuff, and he had a little bit of time to put his hands on it and do some things that he wanted to do, he opened it up to everybody. And so last year was his first one. Um, there was a little tension between some of the neighbors and uh, and the community and and uh, just because they didn't know what they didn't know, they didn't know Tim's plan for uh, for how he wanted to uh, you know develop or, or create the, uh, an air park that is there for everybody. Um, to share it with everybody in all forms of different aviation. Um, people just assumed that he was coming in and going to turn it into a tarmac with jets coming in and stuff like that. And he's like, you never even asked me. You never even asked me. If you did, I'd share it with you exactly what we're going to do. So last year was the first one, and it turned out to be spectacular. The community all came out and supported him. Um, Tim put on a fireworks show on Saturday night. I should be saying Tim, Tim and his beautiful bride. So, um, but yeah, they put on a fireworks show that evening and the whole community came out. There must've been 250 cars or something like that. What do you think? Eric? Yeah, that was, it was packed. It was packed. We we're like, where are these people going to come from? And that one hearts and minds right there. So it'll be an interesting, uh, um, development this year. See how, how it all plays out with the, how many people come out and so on and so forth. So, yeah. So it's Tor at Torchport, when you show up there, <clears throat> I think uh, you have to get a, um, what was the story with all, yeah. with one so, camper allowed on? So that was a housing development. 
and each one of them were given a, a certain permit for that particular event. Wow. And uh, they were giving them a hard time. The township was really challenging them about doing this flying. They didn't know anything about it. And it kind of happened in a very quick uh, segue. And so Tim kind of found a way that, all right, here's how we can do this. We can get for every acre, we can get a permit and issue those to people as they come in. And each one of them will have their own acre. And that's kind of how it worked out. I'm sure it's probably a little bit different now. Maybe it's not, but it's kind of nice having your own acre of lot <laughs> on your own airport. So, but right. um, yeah, that was just because of that particular situation. So, okay. But it's over 200, I think it's what, 250, 250 acres there? Yeah. Was that the lion that uh, Jade recorded the fireworks yeah. show? Yeah, it uh, is. That, man, uh, that was a fantastic fireworks show. I mean, some municipalities don't don't shoot that many fireworks. It was yeah, if he's going to do it, he's not going to do it where everybody's like, oh, that was cool. No, it's going to be good. <laughs> Why awesome. not? Yeah. Yeah. I actually got to meet meet Tim and super, super nice guy. Um, and I will say that that he took the time to go around to meet people that were at his fly in, you know, to get to know, you know, the people that were there. And he was as down to earth as any any one of us, you know, just an unbelievably nice guy. Yeah. Um, and that'll definitely be a fly-in that I continue to go to. For us, it's only six hours away, and it's a beautiful spot to fly. Um, when you get up just over the trees, you can see Lake Michigan on one side, and you can see Torch Lake on the other. And I didn't know that in the northern states, we had blue water like that. Can you pull so, up a picture of Torch Lake, an actual real photo of it will will's the tech guy well actually on that website uh, mark uh, mark george was asking when the flying is and i was looking at that memorial memorial day memorial, yep. weekend. memorial weekend so it's right after bad apples uh burdens right oh no, no. bad apples yeah bad apples I'm looking here. So we should probably share a little bit of what a fly-in actually is to the folks that are watching that really don't know what a fly-in is. Yes. Um, do you want to do that? No, go. You. This is you. So fly-ins are basically exactly what the terminology says, except you're not flying in. <laughs> um, it's a gathering of like-minded people that, in this case, paramotor pilots that typically get together it's a four-day event and um it's always usually done look at that that's spectacular jeez that looks like the freaking caribbean i yep. mean <laughs> i can see the caribbean i don't know about the caribbean yeah i never i, I always say it wrong i'm kidding <laughs> yeah it's beautiful and that's no joke dude that is that is legit what it looks like look at this boat i mean look at the uh, that just looks like it's hovering. Yep. It's colder than poop, though. Oh, oh is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. <clears throat> Let's see. So I don't know exactly how that water 
is as blue as it is, but I know it's because of some silica, I guess, that's on the bottom of it. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, I think it's 20 miles long and uh, a mile wide. So you can do a nice 40 mile or easily wrap nice. it around the lake, shallow around the edges. <clears throat> Just got to watch for, uh, for obviously you can't be rolling over boats and docks and stuff like that. So, so it's so definitely what is you're going to come bring your float systems. Yeah. What is the town just south of it that, um, well, who, who oh, else? Um, Tim, um, Tim Barry's place, Elks, Elks Ridge. Yes. yes. That yeah. is a cool little town also. Yeah. And that's close by. Yeah. So, so just to continue, so a flying four day event, everybody comes in and camps on site. They basically bring their paramotors with them. And, um, you know, whenever it's flyable, we'll all kind of, you know, enjoy each other's company by flying and having a blast. And um, usually, you know, after the morning session of flying, it, 10, 10.30, people will chill out a little bit, do whatever they want. We've been all kind of getting into one wheels, the whole group. And uh, it's been a lot of fun for us to, you know, during midday to take a nice, good hour, hour and a half roll or float if you will um that's been a blast of something to do and uh everybody's cooking everybody's uh you know it's camping there's mount it's usually some nice places where there's a lake that's close and mountain bikes are being brought out and hiking and and uh you know there's there is midday activities that you can do and then as people are winding down in the afternoon they come back and chill and you know, we start flying again as soon as those thermals start settling down. Last couple hours before sunset, do it again. So typically Thursday, Friday, people are rolling in, and then uh, everybody's usually bugging out um, after the morning session on a Sunday. So yeah, but, yeah, these are all privileged places that we're able to to go to. We have to get permissions. And, uh, you know, there's landowners, landowners or municipalities that own them. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, kind of rules and regs that you want to, to obey and watch because we want to protect those places. Um, if you're doing silly stuff, you're going to get silly conversations, I can tell you that. So, so just ask protocols, you know, what's, what's it like in this area? Where should I fly? Where I can't fly? Um, and it'll be a good thing for you, so. People are super welcoming. They really, really take the time to help everyone out because the last thing you want to do is see somebody sitting on the ground that can't fly, you know, because he's got whatever a problem with an issue, a motor or something like that. People are going to go over there and get them in the air before they get in the air. So, so yeah, so, don't feel uh, intimidated. Come up and chat, man. So since he's put on this fly-in, how has the town been? Awesome. Absolutely awesome. As far as I know, I mean, I talked to him a couple times after that and he didn't bring it up. Um, I think we talked just, Hey, how's it, how's it being received? And he's like, great. Everything's good. But I mean, you saw the turnout and how right. positive, you know, feedback afterwards. It was awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> no, that was definitely a, a definitely good time. It is a beautiful, you got to think about where, where that is. I mean, you're in an area where there's $20 million houses. People, respect and want their privacy and their quietness and their 
you know, it's a, it's a real deal. You know, people want to live the way they have been living up there and they go up there because of the way that they understand and have been spending it from there. And so when we come up there tearing it up with butt fans, I can understand a little bit of hostilities. So, so as long as we're doing what Tim really wants us to do based yeah. on what the community wants to, to do, then yeah, man, it'll go for a long time. Now he's also a general aviation pilot, correct? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He's yeah. It's not over. He's in Florida so, right now. So Mike, what's the closest airport for me to fly in and then to use Eric's gear? Um, <laughs> Probably Traverse City. What is it? Traverse City. Okay. Yeah. And that's about what, 45 miles away? Yeah, probably. Not even 30. Yeah. And I think I've got a moster already reserved. So, Shane, I'm sorry. Shane, Shane, the beautiful thing about Michigan is if you're going north, so is everybody else. You can land anywhere before them and they can pick you up. So you can land, you know. Lansing, you can land in Detroit if somebody's coming from that, from the south to north, which they are because it's at the very tip of the peninsula. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what Will's talking about. I mean, I started with an Adam, I mean, a Moster 185. I didn't start with an Adam 80 and just now used to the race car. So, if someone's going to let me borrow their gear, Eric, they're not going <laughs> to, they're not going to lend it out to a rookie driver when there's a, Experienced, well-seasoned, two-year pilot, um, prepared for who <laughs> cut his net. <laughs> <laughs> Rental fee. Rental fee. <laughs> okay, and then what's the other? What's the other fly-in that's up north, more to the west? Northport. 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 Um, now, has that one yeah. gotten the yes? They are having that fly-in. Oh yeah, yeah. That's okay. been going on for. I think 24 years now, every year, pretty much every year, I think. I don't know if they miss one. That'd be a good question. But um, Mark Desick and uh, Phil Atkinson, Cindy Atkinson, when they first started doing the sport, they would go up there, um, literally, we're talking 24 years ago or whatever, and uh, they'd, be, uh, they'd just be little pioneers carrying their 700-pound paramotors, <laughs> you know, <laughs> 15 launches. And they were away. But, um, yeah, Mark found that place. I guess he was up camping or riding bikes or something like that. And he said, this will be an awesome place to have a fly-in. And then every year, you know, the responsibilities kind of going back and forth between those two. I think Phil wins more than Mark does as far as responsibilities. But Mark is off. <laughs> Mark has now pushed it off to uh, Nick, which was a smart move. And uh, But, yeah, that is a place that is – we have some pretty solid footing in that place, but again, just got to respect it because it's right next to a private golf course and you know facility, but beaches that are absolutely beautiful. But man, I'll tell you what, I've had some flights there, best I've ever had in my life. I mean, the low clouds coming in off the water, blue water, and um, you know, looking down to the green golf courses and stuff. It's a spectacular spot. So, and that is Woosley Airport. 
Woosley. Yes. Okay. And that one, is there any information that we need to know uh, that you would know, like dates on that one? I don't think there's, hey, anybody in the chat, if you know the date, throw it up there. Um, it's usually August, middle, end of August. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, if you go into uh, like the Michigan Power Paraglider, that their page, and you look under the tabs under the, the files, a lot of times, um, I know um, Phil was doing it for a while, is creating a list of all the fly-ins. Okay. And I know they did it in 2020 and ahead of the list in 2019 and so on and so forth. So, All right. Good deal. Yeah. So we have Northport. We have Torch Lake. We have Walters. What was the other one you were talking about? So I don't know if James and Kevin are doing Coldwater. That's kind of their home LZ. And that's also on a private or a municipal airport. Uh, grass strip runways. I think so in some areas. I'm not, I don't really, oh, I just know that they they actually launched from a grass area that's dedicated for paramotors. Um, they've been there for six, eight, ten years flying them. And uh, it's another place that is spectacular, but they want to protect it. And I know in the past there's been a little bit of some challenges with the, uh, with the uh, main or the airport manager. And, uh, but seemed like that always got sorted out and uh so yeah a lot of a lot of fun that's always like the very 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 early season like april type thing okay um, yeah and then the holland flying jack rathburn has kind of taken over that uh responsibility what was and the name that, of that one? um we just called the holland flying uh, yeah it's funny if you if you google um we're actually going to YouTube and do a search for Holland, Michigan fly-in. I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> and the people are the same, um, but different. So I, I pulled her up, like, I think it was, a, it was 1998 or 2002 fly-in. And uh, there's Scott Baxter. He's got a mustache. And, you know, everybody looks younger, but worst pilots and it's just uh it's like oh my god i know him i know him oh my god i know him and they've been doing this a long long time here in the state it's uh it's really a, a very well seasoned state um since this sport began and where it's come from now so so what i'm hearing is people that want a paramotor really need to move to michigan <laughs> well or no <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, you're right it's cold. It's cold. No, yeah, it's uh, and then, you know, fly my PPG was putting up 50, 60 students a year for four years. Um, and then I know that uh, Kane was putting up quite a few students as well in Michigan. And now there's a new instructor up uh, up in the Traverse City area as well that I can go back So how long 
have you been instructing? How long have you been flying? Are you a USPPA instructor? Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I started um, February 5th, uh, 2015 <clears throat> down in Florida. I learned from uh, Don Jordan. And uh, I came back home and my gear sat in my forward or my foyer until I was able to uh, get the courage to brave the cold, to pull it out and uh, give it a go, which was a rough start. Um, probably should have kited my wing a little bit before I just took two months off and fired her up and said, let's go. Right. Um, but yeah, so, so a couple of things had transpired um, all while I first started paramotoring. Um, I was a surgical device guy and I, the company that I had developed had been affected by the Obamacare situation and literally all the, the reimbursements of my products got ceased from Obamacare and left me working 18 hours a day to working zero. <laughs> um, ironically enough, the Obamacare situation happened in February, 2015. I closed on an apartment building on February 2015. I went down to Don Jordan and started my training early 15. And when I came back, I told my wife, or I, I consulted with my wife, um, that I'm going to take a year off for sure and just learn how to be a really good landlord, plunk those toilets, and fly these butt fans. And literally every day, every single day, there wasn't a there wasn't many hours of the day that I wasn't thinking, dreaming, scheming, figuring out how to fly. So, and I found that two and a half years later, my wife's like, I, what are you going to do? <laughs> are you going to go to back to medicine or are you going to let's find here, buddy? And uh, I, I was sitting with and uh, you should consider being a at least it's for me, it is, you know, watching these people when they come in and they've experienced it for the first time and their eyes go back and it's uh, the people that it bites, it bites hard. And uh, it certainly did me. And, you know, I certainly respect the ones that, uh, you know, really enjoy this as well. So nice. Yeah. So we've been teaching uh, now for five years, actually going into the fifth year. Um, it's uh, we've had. Some issues with the the uh, property. Um, reason being, Dick Lyons, uh, who I originally uh, leased the property from, he had passed two years ago. Gosh, now two years ago, and uh, the family's been looking to to do something to <clears throat> not only honor his wishes but also be able to take you know advantage of those those dollars because it's important. It's you know it's it's their legacy and but. I've been working with Bev, his daughter, and <clears throat> she is just such a sweet place, our lady. And it's hard. I mean, they've got to mow 2,000 feet north, south, east, west, um, grass strip runways. And they're out there all the time. I mean, that place is immaculate. And so Bob and I um, have started to uh, jump on the mower and help and when we can because they don't have the big tractors. And you're out there four or five hours. So. Right. But now, is this something they're looking to continue to own? So, no, they want 
they want to, <laughs> it's, it's complicated. They, they want to keep it in the airport, mm -hmm. but they also want to um, capture the dollars of the surrounding area. It's 92 acres of land, some of which is being farmed. Um, the way that it's set up with parcels, the township have given her a real challenge of splitting up the one parcel, which is 72 acres, which is the property that holds the runways and then some farmland. And so there's some easement issues as far as landlock and stuff like that. So it's been a bit of a challenge. Um, they want somebody to come in there and buy the whole thing, you know, yeah. and, but do it right and do it and create an airport and an air park. And I mean, it's, it's an amazing place to have that happen, but you know, it's going to cost you, cost you a few bucks, a few shekels. Right. <clears throat> All right. There's a question here from Jeremy. Uh, oh, will you ask? Well, yeah, Jeremy's just asking about cross-country flying, and he'd be interested in hearing about, you know, maybe preparation for such a flight. <laughs> so this is one of our students. Good old Jeremy. Um, this guy, if you run across Jeremy, you, you're in for a, a, a good conversation. He is a, he is a little... What do I call him? We used to we call him Beans. Was his his call sign? He literally landed in the beans every single flight, every single long landing. He was in the beans, and so obviously we were calling him Beans. And he's like, "I'm not Beans. I'm not Beans." He's a little Spitfire. I'm not Beans. His girlfriend comes up and goes, "Hey, Beans!" <laughs> he's so mad. He's a diehard Michigan State. Um, he was one of their uh, spirit booster dudes. So he's just you know, jacked all the time. He's super smart. He works uh, remotely and loves to fly. And uh, so, yeah, so um, he's been wanting to do something real. Uh, he's now, I guess, what, three years or two and a half years now? Um, he's ready to to start venturing like 100 milers and that kind of thing. So, so yeah, I'll do it with you, dude. I want you to, I want you to uh, plan it, though. Be nice to see you plan it and We'll we'll look it over and go. Have you done any cross country stuff? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we uh, um, we did the east to west from Holland, Michigan, over to uh, Fort Gratiot. So basically, we called it the Lake to Lake run, and then uh, we went from the south Angola, trying to go up to Mackinac, and so I did not finish any of them. Nor did Terry. Nordy Jack. <laughs> um, Gene, Gene Parniak made the only successful um, uh, flight from the from uh, Lake to Lake, from Holland to Fort Gratiot. Man, you got to play the weather. You really, you really have to find the right days. And right. that particular day, um, Gene, the night before, went to Walmart and bought a five-gallon red gas tank, mounted it onto his paramotor, and had the ability to go from fly my BG all the way across to my parents' folks or my parents' house. Really? We weren't able to do that. Nor did we kind of want to. I think he launched around 3 p.m. and it was uh, it was a little choppy out there. So yeah. But, nice. Yeah. I'm just looking in the chat here if there's questions. It isn't too bad. It's 200 miles um, east-west, four legs, 
I think now with five gallon tanks, we can do it in two, three legs. Um, the the uh, north south is I think two hundred and ninety miles up from Angola up to the bridge. A little bigger, but still doable. <clears throat> I've never. I mean, the longest cross country I've probably done is twenty miles, and that's not really a cross country. Um, no, that's flying around your neighborhood. Yeah, pretty much. And you've probably uh, seen it a, a couple of times too, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be something I'd be interested in doing. Let's do it. You're going to Bad Apples, right? Yeah. Going to Bad Apples. No, I am. Uh, check out Atlanta. I'm slowly working on an East Coast to West Coast or West Coast. For Flor in uh, down Florida. Yeah. Where, where, from what side to what side? What city to what side? Um, it's probably going to be somewhere from like Palm Coast to um, whatever straight across. I think it's, uh, what is that, Treasure Coast? It's, uh, there. there is, what I'm working on is there are some areas that we have to go around. So I'm trying to figure out what the least amount of detours are to get across without uh, crossing any uh, restricted airspace. Yep. But uh, yeah, I would love. It's only it's only a hundred and maybe eighty miles or something. Mm -hmm. um, it's not. It's totally doable um, with two, maybe three leg. Um, but you know the chase vehicle and all that. It's it's it takes some coordination and it does take people willing to spend all day long doing. Actually, I wouldn't even say all day long. I would say. The first three hours in the morning and the first three or the last three hours in the afternoon would probably almost get you there, depending on which if you had a tailwind or you'd have to have a tailwind. That's all there is to it. So it is and you'd have a headwind coming back. Well, we're not coming back. We're just going one way and then driving back. Oh, I got you. You know what I loved was when they did the Icarus X race there from Aviator yeah. around Lake Okeechobee and back up. That it was yeah. sweet. I mean, we could coordinate something like that ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know. <clears throat> well, that's why you always want to fly in the winter time because then you can fly all day sometimes. Yeah. And you just dress for it. You got to dress for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, sitting in the seat for that long, it's it can be mentally taxing. You. Uh, you're tired. You're mentally exhausted by the time you're on your third, fourth leg. I mean, after you spend six hours in the seat like that, it's it's hard. And especially if you're doing it in areas where there is some concern of you know air traffic or or others. I mean, your head's on a swivel constantly. And um, so yeah, by by the end of it, even though it's super relaxing and fun, you're like mentally going, "Oh boy, that was a lot." Oh, yeah, I have a I have an issue after it starts pushing two hours. I'm like, man, and my legs are my landing gear is starting to fall asleep, and uh, <clears throat> it makes you a little nervous when uh, things aren't a hundred percent and you got to land. And yep. man, I just get so worried after I, two hours, and I'm usually already on the ground because I just I don't like sitting there for that long. I I mean. What do you do for two hours? <laughs> I jam out on music. <laughs> yeah, but after that's your point. Yes, yeah, two hours, two and a half hours—that's enough. You know, yeah. take a break. I'm like, okay, dude, I've had enough. It's time to eat something. I don't know, but 
it's time right. to get down and on yeah. the ground. I think that's a that's a great philosophy to have so that you're not fatiguing yourself. The last thing you want to do is go two and a half hours and be mentally fatigued by the time you're right. landing and screw it up. So why not land when you're when you're feeling good, you know, and your your wits are about you. So I like that idea of you know, two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah. Now, Mike, you you posted a picture of you went your first leg was going south on a lake. You talked about it earlier, touched on it earlier. And you had it kind of mapped out on a lake. And then it was uh, just recently, like last week, oh. I saw it. Yeah, over at Houghton Lake? Yes. What? So was that two days or was that one day, two flights? Oh, um, no, that was just, yeah, that was an evening. Um, I took two flights. Uh, one was, I think, about 45 minutes, 50 minutes. And then the second was another 50 minutes or something. I okay. went in, had a cup of coffee and... Uh, and chilled out just for, I don't know, 20 minutes and then went back out. So, right. yeah, that, that place is amazing. I, I, didn't, I knew Houghton Lake, but I didn't know it from uh, from the air perspective. And the, uh, I guess, the looking at the ice with the ice crystals and those, uh, and how far out those guys are because of how long and far away that lake goes for. I mean, and it's perfectly perfectly smooth until you get to one area and it will be where the ice has cracked and pushed itself up and it, you can foul that little contour it winds around for 15 miles if you wanted to it's kind of zipping around it so there's some cool things and literally it's only seven feet deep at the very deepest part it's thirty thousand acres and right. seven deepest and every couple miles there's you know a whole bunch of ice fishermen that have eyes on you and are watching you because it's something they usually probably don't see much. And uh, and so if you do go down, trust me, they were they were little swarms when I landed to come up and see what was going on. And this is cool, man. What is this thing? So right. I had a lot of fun uh, kind of educating some guys on it. So okay, one thing that just touch on is at all of fly-ins, any fly-ins. Um, what should i guess a proper etiquette be you know a general you know what what is a good dude what is a good don't yeah if you could touch so, on that do start your motor about 6 a.m don't go to bed at 3 a.m <laughs> yeah <laughs> i um, love the guys i love the guys that don't fly in the morning so they're up all night long and My buddies they, hate me. Hate me. Yeah. They yeah, hate I'm me. Like, I'm usually if it's if it's eleven, eleven thirty, after that I'm going to bed. I'll get up and fly in the morning. But I hear these guys out two, three o'clock in the morning and I make sure I buzz their camper every one hundred percent. I mean, and the fact that they get mad, dude, don't be waking up first thing in the morning and going paramotor. I'm like, well, dude, I don't drink four gallons of booze. I go to bed at two in the morning. I go to bed at reasonable hour and get up clear head and go enjoy the sport that I love. So bite mm-hmm. and keep screaming about your Facebook posts at you know, two thirty in the morning. How sweet they are! Yeah, right. But you don't it's, go to it goes two ways, but they don't realize that because they're not mentally cognizant enough to realize that. Um, but yeah, planes are great. Um, low acro, of course. Don't do it. Get out. Sim- literally just. When you launch, leave. Um, 
there's a couple times during the day that um, you really want to just get up and get out. And when everybody's coming in together after the sun has kind of gone down and it's dark and so on and so forth, or, you know, it's, the light is diminishing, that's when, you know, you got to be really just watching. Why don't you choose either stay out a little bit longer with the strobe and let everybody clear off or, you know, come in a little bit earlier. So kind of staggered out, but just don't be sitting around buzzing around the field. You know, it's unfortunately, but sometimes you have to wait for others to clear off. It's the right thing to do, but that can, you know, create some issues as well. I've seen some collisions actually from that happening where you're at a busy flying and people are waiting for others to clear off the LZ after they've landed and they're just kind of strolling around and blah, blah, blah. Man, just land, get your gear and hit it and let the other person come in behind you safely and confidently. And that's the same thing for launching as well. In the mornings, you know, everybody goes out at the same time and uh, space yourself out, man. Don't, don't be running all over each other. Give yourselves, you know, the person that's been out there and laid themselves out first, respect that and let him go first. Don't be, uh, don't be para parking in front of your buddy, you know. Right. And yeah, so so yeah, I would say that. And then uh, be ask ask around, meeting new people. Ask what what are the protocols? You know, what what are the cool areas I should be flying? Get to know where you should go or shouldn't go. And uh, it shows a lot more respect than the guys that are uneducated. And oh man, he just ran over. He just flew right over my cattle you know it's like what a dumb dumb you know so just be mindful of where you are and where you're flying and where you know these things can take you so and be mindful really of where they can land you as well so 23 motor routes so far wow never one injury from from that other times had an injury but not from a motor out there you go sounds good all right. Well, I definitely thank you for coming on the show. Oh man, uh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Where's uh, my partner Bob? Where's what? Bob. <laughs> I I know. Bob is your business partner, right? Yeah, Bob is Bob's in Florida right now. He's at uh, I talked to him. He's in Jupiter hanging with the big people, the high dollars, the big ballers, you know. Yeah. Playing some golf with Tiger and stuff. So he's busy. Yeah. I think Tim Bays might be with him. Who knows? I know he's down there in Florida too. Nice. All right. All right. So uh, last week we had the uh, host of Sunnyland Flying, and they talked about uh, the flying and and what to expect and what have you. Uh there are a few of us, and when I say a few of us, there are quite a bit of us going to be at Aviators at the at that same time of that fly-in. I will not be there. Will will not be there. Uh, Waller will not be there. And McElroy will not be at Sunnyland Fly. We will be over at a campground not too far from Aviators. We're going to fly Aviators that weekend. So if you guys aren't going to the Sunnyland Fly-in, swing over to Aviators. We'll be there. Um, and we'll be there from Wednesday to Sunday. Are you cooking? Uh, yeah, that, that is a great possibility. I'm there. Hey, besides the Michigan fly-ins, what fly-ins is, uh, are we going to see Mike at? 
So uh, that's a good question. I, I've never been to Bad Apples. I think I'm going to make that journey. Yeah, that was fun. Um, we have a class starts in uh, May 1st, and then uh, I guess that would end, I don't know, whatever, 8th or something. And I was going to bug out after that and because it's a long drive. It's like I think it's 14 hours for from here. And so if I go somewhere, I'm driving 14 hours. The last thing I'm going to do is spend three days there and turn around and come home. So I'm going to go there. Um, I talked to one of our uh, past students, Stacy. He's down in uh, Alabama. And uh, so I might do a little um, beach flying in, uh, where, where's that? We're at Florida, Ala, Floho, or whatever. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Um, Florabama? Yeah, Florabama. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's got a condo right there on that beach. So. Right. Yeah, so I'm, that's one a couple hours from uh, from Hodges, but I've been really looking forward to, to going to Hodges. And if it was anything like last year, be on guard, peoples, be on guard. That was amazing, though. I mean, amazing. Yeah. Um, I kept watching. Good, good I'm, <laughs> I'm such a little, um, what do you call it? puppet when others are at a flying i'm like post come on man post do my feeds and uh as a matter of fact that salt and sea i called uh i called minty i'm like dude you gotta start getting out there live feeding showing the people what we want to see because right now you're doing nothing and he's like well it's blowing 50 i'm like no it's not he opened his camper door and it was just nasty gusting sandy kicking up i'm like oh sorry bud but um yeah so it looks like an amazing i mean it is an amazing place but 350 pilots in a couple miles yeah but they had the the air bosses out working and they did a phenomenal job they really did i was very impressed with that oh yeah yeah and you have to with that kind of a a a group so or population you know, you really, truly, you just have to be on it and knowing good communication and, and knowing that how to bring people in. So, yeah, right. I, I've got I'd volunteer for, uh, to do a day of, uh, of Boston as well with those guys. I'm happy to help out because I am going to be there for a little while, you know, probably three or four days beforehand. And, you know, I'll probably bug out the day of afterwards, but. Yeah. Well, if you're going, if you're going to Bad Apples, I'm, I'll be there. Um, we're eating. I, we're we're eating, dude. We're eating. You're going to Bad Apples, no matter what, Shane. Yeah, <laughs> they they can close the Florida borderline to Georgia. I'll fly over that thing and just keep on rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go take a look for uh, David Wolf's clothes or something that he dropped. I'm sure at the tail end of that pond. There's some piece of nugget of gold in there. (laughs) Right. So, Mike, let me ask you a question. Um, You know, I'm my background was flight instructing. And honestly, I got burned out from flight instructing. I mean, eight hours in an airplane is a long time. And uh, it was just nonstop day after day. So you instruct paramotor and PPG. And, uh, you obviously have a passion for this sport. I can see it, mm-hmm. you know, clearly. So the question would be, how do you balance being able to, you know, work and instruct and, you know, day after day and still retain 
the enjoyment of the sport. Because I love it. I love everything about it, I guess. So that makes it very diverse. I'm not just loving where I go fly and stuff. I love watching students grow in their pro, um, progression of the sport. Um, teaching can be, there's some tense, tense moments. It can be very stressful. And um, so you do need to take a little time away or a little break and stuff like that just to regain your own mental sanity, especially when you have those, just those tough situations that, that come up. Um, but I also fly a little more than 20 miles away from my own radius every time. <laughs> I go okay. travel. I literally go travel and fly. Um, I got a wing or I, I got a win the other day. Um, I would think it was Thursday night. And I'm like, man, this sucks. I got to get out of here. You know, I'm going to go find a place. I'm pulled up the weather and I looked at the state of Michigan and I said, wherever it's the calmest and smoothest winds is where I'm going to be tomorrow night flying. And I called up a couple of buddies of mine to see if they wanted to go. And, uh, one did, but he balked out on me at the last minute, but he was busy. He had some things going on. So I drove two and a half hours, got there on Friday. That was the Houghton Lake thing. I got up there and uh, I got, a, I think it was like two and a half hours. I had called and found a hotel, you know, just a little cheapy hotel that was right next to the place where I wanted to launch from. Um, and I loved it, man. So here I am. I pull up, um, checked into my hotel, went to the lake, and pulled up to the hotel that was right there on the lake, one of the nicest hotels around that lake. Walked in, introduced myself to the front desk, asked, asked for a manager, and he came out and uh, asked me, hey, what's going on? I said, I'm curious, would you mind if I parked my um, cargo trailer here? I have a paramotor and launch right outside of the lake from right there. He's like, man, we love it. Go ahead. Enjoy. Matter of fact, go all the way down to the, uh, down that little side road alley there. And there's right to the beach, right to the, the breaking water. I was like, cool, man. And by the way, they had an amazing restaurant. Um, it was a beautiful hotel. And so I took those two flights, you know, between the flights, came in, got warm, had some coffee, took back off. Um, came back in, had dinner right there at the hotel that night and went to my little bungalow. And uh, unfortunately, I don't know if you saw, I posted a little video, um, woke up the next morning, hoping that I'd have some type of a nice breakfast or at least something go out and fly or kite. I got neither. But you know what? That's the love of this sport. So and I experienced a place that was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I've never had a problem flying by myself, and that's a that's a skill you want to be able to uh, to to get a hold of, knowing where you can safely fly by yourself. Because there's times like my buddies that just you know they got busy and they couldn't do it, but that's not gonna stop me, man. I'm going. I'm gonna have my fun, and I did. I really enjoyed it. And so for me, it, it really doesn't get boring. It, no, I can fly by myself without even. Without even hesitation, it doesn't yeah. bother me at all. I'm, you fly by yourself anyway, so if you look over, exactly. and see, your, <laughs> yeah, you, right. you see your buddy, that's cool. If you don't, you're still by yourself, no matter what. Right. So I fly by myself. It it matters none to me. I I do prefer 
to have like smart car Brian flying with me, but that's only in case I have to watch him do something dumb and then have to go get him. But yeah. Yeah. No, it's, you're absolutely right. I mean, this sport is super fun by yourself, but every time you bring somebody along, it's because you're both experiencing the same thing and never saying a word and you land and you're just hollering and hooping. And I mean, you just, you just know that guy just felt and saw exactly what it, I just did. And that was freaking amazing. <laughs> and yeah. And that's the beauty of it. And that's when the passions come together when you find some fly buddies that love to do it as well. So, but yeah, I hope that answered the question. Lots of stuff though. Cause I do so many different things I teach, you know, I fly by myself. I travel with the, with the sport. Um, I'm just active in it. And so by being active in a lot of different areas of it, you don't get cognizant or bored of it. So to say. But there are times that I definitely break 100%. Matter of fact, I'll take, you know, a week and a half and I won't look at Facebook. I won't. Um, I just I, I push it away completely. And uh, I do that just for my own, okay, <sighs> you know, right. you know, just taking that break and, you know, letting everything that I was doing and flying absorb and, and then recharge those batteries and go do it again. So nice. Yeah. And the tough part of instructing and teaching right now is about right now when you're just fielding phone calls, I 300 phone calls. I mean, just hundreds of phone calls. And you know that that call will be an hour long. And, you know, it's tough when you're having to speak with people that you've already answered those questions, you know, so many times and so many times. You know, you get it. There's They need to get the knowledge and they need to get the understanding of it and so on and so forth. But there's times you got to bite your tongue because you do get a little tense as well. It's like, oh, come on. And you can, uh, you get good at kind of weeding the people out that you can tell darn well that they're just tire kickers and they're just wanting your time to learn for their own efficacy. And it's yeah. like, come on, dude. <laughs> so, oh, I know. When you, when you get a guy go from Adam 80 to a 185, he just wants to take up all your time with all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah. What about you guys? What are you seeing as challenges? You're all about the same um, progression rate, right? Um, October was my two-year anniversary. Yep. Um, I've got uh, almost 200 hours on my motor and wing. Uh, Eric helped me do a 200-hour uh, maintenance. Yeah. And, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean <clears> – <throat> I, I would like to see more videos, honestly, of uh, how-tos and and the, uh, the keeping up with the motor. Um, I just did uh, a couple weekends ago, I did a uh, thing over aviators, and Will's buddy from uh, South Carolina. North Carolina. Actually, North Carolina, sorry. Went through a few things and on my motor and discovered all kinds of stuff wrong with it I never saw. And I was very, very thankful for for that. And you know, we don't we don't get enough. We we get everyone's flying videos. We get all the what not to do's, but we don't get enough 
of the uh, videos of what you should be looking for on your motor. So I really true. where <laughs> I'm gonna show you. So over the years and doing this, I've captured and gathered all sorts of stuff, as you can imagine. And then I started realizing that, you know, I should probably just put the stuff in the playlist. And so I did. And I, by the way, I'm going to let you guys in a little bit of my seek, uh, my sickness here. So <laughs> bear with me. Um, you're gonna, so this is my page. Um, so can you see this? Uh, there we go. I don't know. If, uh, anyways, we'll see if I can hold it there. So I've got playlists, for example, of um, gear reviews, 2021, uh, everything, power paragliding, airspace, weather, all the motor maintenance. So let's see here. Let's pull up the motor maintenance. Florida PPG, um, SIV courses, oh, technical gear, Icarus Trophy. Mm -mm -mm. So Paramount. So I have within the maintenance, the motor wing maintenance videos, I've got 47 videos. I'm going to pass it along to you. <laughs> Literally. So, so how do you access that? Boom, there's, there's Viterazzi doing a, uh, a wing maintenance. Hey, Mike, I just, Mike, I just want to let you know how I'd like you to feed into that, by the way, with that question. <laughs> what? Yeah. <Did> you know? <laughs> yeah, I've already went through your page. <laughs> Dude, because I've got a, a lot of these are private. No, you got some on there about on, on uh, different things on your page. I already went yeah. through... Yes, some of the playlists it. are, are uh, they're public, I put them that way, but right. a lot of them are private, um, just because I share some some things with my students, and so I keep some things private on there. Um, <laughs> you're, you're funny. Remind, <laughs> remind me to give you a nice little knuckle sandwich. In this <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that you don't see that is actually really good, solid quality information. You know, there's a lot of minutiae, a lot of bull, bull crap out there. But at least for me, I spent, I'm not mechanically inclined at all. Um, me neither. So I needed to find these videos and, and understand them so that I could go fly again because I was going to fly. <laughs> but I had to, you know, obviously teach myself as well as I possibly could and understand it. It takes me a lot longer than somebody else to do a simple maintenance thing. But University of YouTube helps in this sport a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I just did a I, I, you guys well Eric, you did see this. I did a, a video of 19 minutes of launches. Just launches. And it's all sorts of individuals and people that I've come across over the years. And what I'll be using that tool for is sitting down with those students and going through the process of understanding inflate release control posture power pressure and when are they doing it and you tell me break it down who's doing it right who's doing it wrong um whose power control is good whose power controls needs work and these videos there's no names on it it's just 
video after video after video. And uh, it's kind of a cool little thing. And I haven't shared it yet. I probably will eventually, but I just haven't yet. I want to I want to throw it to the students, see what the what their perception of this of it is. And then I said, I got to go find a bunch of landing videos now. <laughs> so well, there was a good video series that you recommended to us. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? And I think it was 80 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's a six, uh, six volume series of, um, from Shane Denherter, uh, doing energy management, doing uh, um, control of literally as a moving from an intermediate to a little bit more advanced in wingovers, um, asymmetric collapse or spirals, um, learning how to do this and learning the right way. And he takes a three position um, view of his each activity and what he's doing and how he's doing it. So he's got one right in front of him. So you can see his hands. He's got one, a person out maybe a couple hundred yards away from him. So you can see what is going on. And then where was the other? The other one was on the ground, actually, when he's explaining it to you. And so he launches and he's got super clear um, instructional discussion on what he's doing and how that's how that wing is reacting to that energy. And I promise you this, most people that are doing wing overs are doing them wrong. Just we yep, don't know how to do it. I was watching that. And I'm like, wow, everything he said that was wrong, I was doing, you know, and it's like he explains how to do it right. And so what do I do? I go out there and I launch and I try to do it right. And then it was too foggy. I couldn't see and I just landed. But I can't wait to be able to fly, you know, because th those videos were very good. Very well done. Yeah. And what was yeah. the name of that video? Are those um, videos? It's on Vin, Vimeo. Um, I think it's just uh, energy management. I'll look it up. And I think it was $80 for all six. And, and you already got it, right, Eric? I do. And oh. I watched, oh, well, I, I watched the first one and fell asleep. <laughs> and then I rewatched it again. <laughs> Um, but I, I continued watching them and you, and you, if you watch them in steps, it makes more sense. Yeah. So PPG learning on Vimeo, right? Yep. PPG learning. If you'd like, um, Eric, I can shoot this over to you for the link. Okay. If you want to yeah. post it onto the, yeah, guys, yeah. these are, they really are. Each one of them is probably about. 15 minutes so it's not overwhelming you know information but the key thing about these videos is exactly what eric did and he went out and practiced what he saw it's easy to sit here and learn and watch and stuff like that but if you're not practicing what you're watching and you know taking advantage of those lessons that he's teaching you then it's a waste of time so go out there and practice it <clears throat> and it you know, he, he tells you, you know, this is what makes a good looking wing over, but he's telling you this because it's a safe wing over. Yeah. Yep. 
you know, and that's the thing is he's he's, tell, he's, tell, he's teaching safety, yeah. you know, with these videos. So, yeah, I don't know if you guys know the background of Shane. He he owned uh, Team Fly Halo. He's been doing this a long time, and uh, went back to school. And uh, I'll tell you, man, he's he's a pioneer in the sport and a good good pilot and a good ambassador. So when I find people like that that come out with knowledge and you know quality of content like this, jump on it. He's it's worth it. Yeah. All right. Well, our hour is up. Um, I definitely, uh, Mike, I appreciate that you came on here. And uh, we will see you at Bad Apples. Um, where can people find you on social media? Uh, fly my PPG, basically, the Facebook page. <clears throat> um, that's for whatever reason, that's where the paramotor community lives. And so I figured I'll put up a house over here too for Facebook. I haven't I don't have a website, but I am meeting with a gal tomorrow to uh start doing some uh some e-commerce type you know things so that I can offer all the accessories that you guys had talked about on a show as far as good, better, bad. Um you know the guy that that are beginners that you know want some everything they they need but don't have to have type stuff. So I'm going to make these little packages that uh, um, include like what the necessary things are. And then the the guy that can afford a little bit more, he's got a little bit better of a package, but you know, it's guppered. And then I'm I'm going to put the big baller in there that first thing he's getting is one wheels. uh, (laughs) So, yeah. But anyways, I want to be able to make things a little more convenient and easy because we failed there for our students. We always were pointing them to different directions as far as getting accessories and stuff like that. It's a big part of it for us to be able to provide all of that stuff to our students. And so um, that's my next move right now is kind of putting that together. So so you can find me on Facebook page, uh, Fly My PPG, Instagram. I use it, but just go to Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> so, call me. Call me. <laughs> And you, got a, you got a friend's request waiting for you, Mike. Yeah, okay. And Anybody? Shane, where, where can we find you, Shane? Um, here at my house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on TikTok at ppgshane.com or Insta or uh, well, Instagram too at Never Trust Skinny Chef Shane, but uh, YouTube at Never Trust Skinny Chef Shane. Deal and will you can find me on YouTube under Will Fly or willflyppg.com. And you can find me down in Florida next week, right, Shane? That's right. We got to put some uh airtime in this this up and coming week, right on, suckers. <laughs> oh, well, I'll I be remiss if I didn't mention uh Christiana Croce's uh learning stuff as well. I don't know if you guys jump on that. He's got a similar type uh, uh, platform as far as discussing it and teaching it by just being on the ground where it's a little bit different with Shane. He's up in the air and he's having it and you get a couple of different perspectives, but still the same Santa is Santa and you'll get plenty of gifts if you watch his stuff. So. Right. Yeah, man. I would like to uh, get a link to that one too. Yeah. Uh, just look up Superfly. Okay. Yeah, you can seriously right. just Google Superfly and you'll have everything. Right, and I can send you links if you want. All right. Um, 
Well, I appreciate everybody that came into the chat. Special thank you to you, Mike, uh, for coming on the show. Um, we are working on trying to get a hold of people to get on the get information about the fly-ins. Um, a lot of people are not reaching back out to us. So, um, you know, next show, we don't know who we're going to have, but we have a pretty good lead on somebody. So um, hopefully that lead pans off. Um, but you can find me here at ppglear.com on Tuesdays, uh, the first, second, no, the third, fourth, and I don't know what Tuesdays. Sometimes Shane does it on certain Tuesdays. I don't remember which Tuesdays, though. Which day, which day was it? It's the one that starts with T. I mean, it's the first Tuesday of every month. Right. <laughs> oh, so Shane does the first Tuesday. I do the other three. I just then, wish Eric... I just wish Eric would do all the Tuesdays. <laughs> I need a week off. He's good um, on Tuesday. Right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what else was I going to say? I was going to say something. Oh, I put the link of the show in the chat. I see that there's some people waiting. So um, we'll end this. And they might have questions for Mike. So if you guys have questions for Mike, please come into the show and ask. But, wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, Wait, I'm going into some kind of weird show type voodoo thing. No, you take me don't somewhere. Worry. You can you can you can leave your shirt on, you just gotta take your pants off. <laughs> I've never yeah, done that the show, Mike. The show's talking about this kind of stuff, but uh oh. It's right. called Porky Pig in it. We we didn't want to tell you this beforehand. <laughs> so. so anyways, um everybody we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Right. Mike, you don't right. have to go nowhere. Just